Hey everybody, this is Janet Fouts and welcome to this week's Mindful Social. This week I'd like to talk a little bit about gamification and mindfulness. In case you're not familiar with the term, gamification is the process of using gaming elements like scoring, competition, play, and rewards. It works particularly well with problem solving where badges or scores may indicate competency. Think about those marriage merit badges you had in the scouts or checking in on Foursquare to earn points. These are games that bring us gratification and sometimes financial rewards. Now many corporations use gamification to encourage employee engagement as well as sharing of company information on social media and meeting performance goals. Gamification is certainly not a new way to engage us and create good learning habits. In fact, a Russian scientist named Dmitry Mendelev may have been the first to use gamification as a learning tool in the 19th century. As an avid card player, he used playing cards to help remember the elements in the periodic table. Today, when we think of gamification, there are thousands of examples, from games for learning specific tasks, understanding our emotions, encouraging employee engagement, and of course to develop mindfulness practice. For example, the wonderful game designed by Jane McGonigal, Super Better. It's a game which helps thousands deal with real-life health challenges like depression, chronic pain, and traumatic injuries. And it's given so much insight into how changing our habits can dramatically improve our lives. Or Mindful Games from Susan Kaiser Greenland. A way for us to bring mindfulness into the family and develop focusing skills, sensory awareness, and encourage kindness and generosity, as well as recognize and regulate our own emotions. There are a bevy of meditation apps that use gaming techniques. Headspace and Calm are just two. Both of them lead through guided meditations and use invitations to complete a series of meditations to reach new levels. One of my personal favorite meditation apps is Insight Timer, which offers both a timer and guided meditations. It shows an array of stars to show how many meditation milestones one has reached. This particular app also has a community aspect where people can share their own insights, upload meditations, and join groups around their areas of interest. Is community gamification? That's a question for another time, I think. There are some who feel that gamification diminishes the value of mindfulness or meditation practice, and I've had some fairly intense conversations about it. I read a post called Buddhism Gamified on a site called motherboard.vice.com, and it states, and I'll quote, meditation is practiced to determine good metta, roughly loving kindness, that improves our level of reincarnation in the next lifetime. The ultimate goal of meditation is originally nirvana, not stress reduction, end quote. I'm not going to go into that theory very deeply here, beyond to say that I think it's one person's perspective. I've used the Muse Meditation headband myself, which is mentioned in that post, and it gave me quite a bit of insight into how busy or settled my mind can be, and how in control of that I can be if I want to. In fact, on my website at mindfulsocialmarketing.com, you'll find a link to several of the apps that I've mentioned, 
as well as this post on Motherboard and a scan of a recent sitting that I did with the Muse headband. So you can take a look and, and see what you think. So we come down to the question of, is gamification anti-mindful? It makes very little sense to me to think that when it's common for meditation teachers to suggest counting breaths as a training tool. Breathe in, count one. Breathe out. Breathe in, count two. If you get to 10, it's a pretty serious bonus, isn't it? Right there. That's the crux of it all. Gamification is a tool, not the end result. As I've developed a more consistent practice, I find I use these tools less often. As someone who actively encourages people to try meditation and mindfulness practices in their daily lives and at work, I suggest apps and tools all the time to help people develop a good habit of practice. You're not going to practice if you don't develop a good habit and be consistent. Now, sure, if the only goal is to get the most points, regardless of learning anything, that's not so mindful in intent. The sneaky bit is, with continual practice, you do see an improvement in focus, calmness, and ability to handle difficult situations. That's a win in my book. How about yours? If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast tools. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and several other popular networks. And please do share with your friends. Thanks for listening, and if you have an opportunity to go to mindfulsocialmarketing.com and comment on the post or share it, I'd love that too. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.